Well, good morning and welcome uh, to our series, Shine. And we've been talking about over the last several weeks opportunities for us to shine and to represent Christ in the world. And that's, uh, you know, really the call that God gives us. It says that, like, we are not to just, uh, you know, go down this journey alone and we're not to just go down and, and uh, just find forgiveness and keep that to ourselves. But as the scripture says, to shine brightly, to uh, not hide the light that God gives us. And so uh, we're continuing on with that series this week, and I just want to kind of remind you of what we've talked about, because hopefully you've been participating with us. Um, The first week we talked about the foundation of prayer, just praying for other people, opening up your heart to pray for people, continually do that, and be devoted to prayer, as the scripture says, and I think that that changes our perspective on things. So if you haven't been, I want to remind you again, and I want you to think about praying for three different people. The first of all, somebody that like is bothers you or somebody that like uh, irritates you or maybe sometimes you have thoughts of uh, negative thoughts towards them. Pray for them. Uh, somebody else who is maybe in crisis, who is dealing with something that is difficult. And then also to pray for someone that you have influence over, someone who is close to you. So think about those three people that you can pray for. If you've been praying with us the last couple of weeks. Uh, My guess is that opportunities have arised, and if not opportunities, at least your mind has been aware and ready to share with other people when that moment comes up. Last week, we talked about encouragement, how we should be wise in how we act towards outsiders, not just um, with our life. We should represent something joyful. We should represent something that has been changed and transformed, that that shining bright light, but also with our words when we have opportunity to speak and to communicate those things and be an encouragement to others. So that's what we talked about the last two weeks. And today I want to open up with just kind of talking about this idea and really go through the scripture um, uh, where multiple times it gives us these words that one another it gives us this picture of doing these things together in the video we just watched you saw um, you know the testimony of an incredibly transformed life well I just think about what would have happened to this uh, individual if they would not have stumbled into the doors of a church community and gotten guidance and been able to like kind of take that next step and move on and be baptized and have other people that are there for them. Really what the scripture tells us and the picture that we have to shine brightly is we shine the brightest when we gather together. We shine the brightest when we uh, work one, when we're working together in doing these things. You know, sometimes when we're having conversations like this, it's intimidating to think about, man, you know what? I represent Jesus. I can't even imagine like trying to like explain to everybody or explain to my friends and family members like what, you know, like the Bible. I don't know everything. I I, I don't know how to communicate those things. The wonderful thing is this. We're here to do it together. You are not alone in this. This is not something that is a solo effort. It's the picture that we're, we have in scripture is to be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. And this one another is kind of the picture of how we are a shining light. We do it together. 
we are devoted to one another. And really the picture that we need to be thinking about and portraying to the world is how we get along and how we work together and how it works in a beautiful way. The, the, Jesus never gave us the idea or the concept that we are supposed to be out there like just kind of saving the world on our own. That's not it. But instead, we are to do it together. And so I want to kind of look at all multiple scriptures. There's over 40 scriptures in the New Testament that use the phrase one another. So kind of like do a little bit of a, a, a word study throughout the New Testament, looking at all the times where it says, this is how I want you to shine your light. This is how I want you to do it. You're to do it together. Be uh, devoted to one another and um, work as a team. In this regard. So I'm going to go over kind of five different categories and different things that the scripture says in regards to kind of this phrase. And the first one is this. It says, greet one another. A couple of scriptures. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. Romans 16, 16. All the brothers and sisters here send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace. To all of whom you are in Christ. It's talking about this real family warm greeting. We don't necessarily have to take that literally. I suppose we could. But if we want to be really odd in the world, that's, that's, that's how we could do it. But there is this picture that there is an incredible family welcoming atmosphere that goes along in the community of faith and that's how you shine brightly that this is a picture of like a different type of community people that are just care about each other deeply you know um i've been really challenged and encouraged by uh you know some of our church members as we've we've talked about how we can go out and you know represent uh, Christ in our neighborhood. There's a, uh, a couple of people that I'll pick on um, today, one of which is here. But uh, uh, our friends, Aunt Andre and Connie, have done a great job of, uh, over the course of this past year, really taking ownership on like meeting their neighbors. So, sorry, Andre, if I'm picking on you today. But, but he's, he's taking really a lot of ownership. And they said, you know what, we want to meet our neighbors. We're new, you know, we moved into the neighborhood, and sometimes, you know, it's just people like kind of just come in and shut their doors and like kind of ignore one another. And so they went around and they started praying for their neighborhood. And they started thinking about that and, and working on that. And then Connie had this great idea. She's like, I'm gonna have like a gathering with all the people in my neighborhood. And I'm gonna like invite everybody over and like just kind of meet one another and, and, and do all of this kind of stuff. So they had a summer block party and they went and they got like a permit for the neighborhood and uh, they got Scott and Deb and some other people to help them with that. They are here a part of the church. And here's what they did is they're like, we want to connect with our neighborhood. We want to be a positive impact on our neighborhood. And so we're going to invite like some people to come around at the church to, you know, also meet our neighbors too. So people can know like the different friends and different relationships we have. And so they invited me to come too. And they're like, come on over to Traditions, even though you don't live here. And come on over. And what we'll do as, you know, a group is we'll all like just get to know one another and connect with one another. 
They did a second event a couple of weeks ago, a chili cook-off, and uh, it was really fun because, you know, there was, there was multiple neighbors that they had uh, connected with, people that I had met before at the summer block party, but half of the group that was there were pretty much church people. They were there, they were invited, they were like hanging out and meeting the neighbors, and it was a really positive way to just kind of connect and do that in that way. Simple, but what they did is they said, we are going to be the type of people that welcome, host, uh, get to know, uh, invite our neighbors to be in part of our life. And the scripture gives us these pictures over and over that we are to be uniquely people that are devoted to one another, care for one another, have affection towards one another uh, in a unique way. This world is full of places where people are not welcome, where people do not feel like, you know, like, like get off my lawn, like don't, don't hang out too close to my house. People are kind of turned away and like given the cold shoulder. It is unique and different when people are welcoming. And they say, um, we will invite you in to be a part of a relationship with me and others. And so the scripture says, these are, this is one of the things that we should do. A second thing, it says this. It talks about admonishing or instructing one another. Um, here's a couple of Bible verses. It says, I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge, and competent to instruct one another. Romans 15, 14. Another one. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another in all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Another one. Be, uh, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. That's Hebrews 3, 13. Several times in Scripture, it talks about how what we, what we do together is we challenge, encourage, teach, and push one another. And that's, that's a wonderful thing. You know, that we're able to do that together. And you know, uh, there's multiple Scriptures that kind of tie into this theme, but they talk, you know, even the scripture comes to mind that iron sharpens iron. The two people, when they're together, they push, challenge, encourage one another towards different things. If you're, if you're worried and say like last week where we said, have a line or have something that you can say to people to explain your faith. I think all of us should do that. We should all have a, a way that we can articulate and share very quickly why it is that we follow God. But what we do together is we, 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 we encourage each other on, and so the burden isn't on just one person. The scripture talks about how like, different people have certain gifts, the gifts of teaching, the gift of, of uh, uh, preaching, these kinds of things that can... They can push each other on. If you're like, I don't know necessarily how to communicate this, what a wonderful thing it would be is if you can say, I have a wonderful place that I can, I can bring people, that I can talk to people, that I can have other people come around me and help me um, explain what it is our faith is all about. 
So the scripture says that one of the reasons that we're together is that we, we, we instruct one another. We can teach one another. We can challenge one another. And one of the, the great pictures as well as with kind of small groups and life groups that we have is that, that conversation where we challenge one another and we have different things where we can communicate what is God speaking to you about? What is God speaking to me about? And we can push one another along. So the scripture tells us that one of the things, one of the reasons that we do everything together is we do it to admonish and to instruct um, another word that the scripture used is exhort. So, so kind of strongly encourage or urge someone to do something. And that's what the scripture is talking about. That we can, we can really have that support and encouragement to do that. I don't know about you, but there's many times where I'm up here and I'm communicating and I'm just kind of sharing what is in scripture and sharing what, like, I feel like God wants me to speak to you. And I'll, I'll admit fully that there's times when I'm up here and I'm speaking to you. And I'm, like, strongly exhorted. And I'm like, this is, these are words coming out of your mouth, buddy. You better start listening to this. This is something that you need to follow. This is something that you need to be encouraged by. And I think any of us who have been in settings like this before, and this is uh, where... There are times when we read scripture together, when we warn, when we admonish, when we teach, when we instruct one another, that we're pushed and we're challenged. And something changes in our hearts and in our lives. There's been dozens of stories I've heard and been, been a part of in my life where somebody made a radical change, like some of those videos that we're watching. Most of the time, um, and it's not the only way that God works, but most of the time, what I've seen is when a big dramatic moment in time changes, where there's a big like moment in time where there's a dramatic moment where something just clicks in. It typically is in a time where there is like teaching, preaching, or admonishment, a word that all of a sudden strikes us and changes us. And I've experienced that multiple times in my life. And I believe that real... In those environments, God uses that in a really profound way to change others. And so what a beautiful thing at being a part of the community of faith that we have a place and an outlet to admonish one another. And that's why it's the highlight and one of the things that we do in our worship service. Not that the music is not a highlight, not that that's not an admonishment, but that is, that, that is kind of why we do what we do. Because the scripture challenges, encourages, and pushes us. And we've probably all experienced it in our life. That when we hear something like this, this is, this is when our lives are changed. A third thing. Scripture tells us that we should bear one another. A couple of scriptures, it says, Carry each other's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians 6.2 Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Ephesians 4 2. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Ephesians 4 32. Um, another one. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Colossians 3 13. 
The scripture tells us that we should carry one another's load. We should walk with one another and carry one another's burdens and struggles. We should be people that forgive one another, that are long-suffering, that, that support one another with grace and compassion. So this is, this is what the scripture talks about over and over, is that the community of faith is there to carry one another's load, to help one another out. If we get this picture of shining like one candle kind of in isolation, um, it, it, it can be, yes, it can give a little bit of light, but thousands and thousands of lights all across the world is the picture of God's church doing incredible things in the world. And one person just trying to carry the load for everyone is a mistake. I've fallen into this trap before in my life where I felt like I was supposed to follow God and I'm supposed to shine my light brightly. So as a result, like I kind of come to the conclusion that I just have to work myself to death and give up everything else or else, you know, people are going to be in trouble. And I've found myself in places where I'm totally burnt out and exhausted trying to help other people out because I'm trying, I'm trying to do it all by myself. And I think the scripture gives us this picture. If we're shining kind of in isolation and all by ourselves, we, we, we might th- begin to think that we are the only ones that can give light to the world. They were like the only ones out there shining our light. And if you, you know, you get caught up in news, you get caught up in the difficulty of the world, you can look around and be like, this is a dark, dark place. And I just got to carry this torch forward all on my own. But that's, that's, that's an inappropriate uh, picture. And what the scripture tells us is together we bear one another's burdens and we all do our part and carry the load that we can carry. And when we do that, that's a message to the world that is profound and changes people's lives. If we try to do it alone and we try to be a shining light all by ourselves, what happens is we can fall into a world where we think like, like I'm the one that's going around trying to save the world all by myself. It's not you. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, not you. You cannot save anybody. You cannot forgive anybody else's sins. You cannot do that with your own strength, with your own power, with your own might. And so I think that the scripture gives us these pictures over and over because it's trying to give give us this message that you do it together So that no one person gets kind of this savior complex. No one person thinks it's all them. No one person just kind of takes the light by themselves and gets like totally flames out because they're on their own by themselves. It is we come together as a community and we together shine brightly. And when one person is struggling, we walk them through and we carry their load. And then we all carry each other's load and we all do our part and we all do it together. And then people's lives are profoundly changed. It says this, number four, serve one another. John 13, 14 says this. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, 
so you should also wash one another's feet. That's the example that Jesus gave, and he did it with a dramatic symbol of washing his disciples' feet. Galatians 5.13 says, You, my brothers and sisters, are called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. What we do for one another is we serve. We support one another. We do things for one another. Simple things like, you know, somebody is somebody needs somebody to watch their kids. We serve one another. Somebody needs so, someone to place a particular part in their life. And we serve in that way, in that capacity. And as the church community, we serve in the ways that we can. And we do it together. And then when we do that, that's a picture to the world. The fifth thing says this, is this, love. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another, John 13, 34. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 9. Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. Then 1 John 3, 11. For this message you've heard from the beginning, we should love one another. That one you should know, and you should probably know all of them, but uh, that one you should know, that what we do and how we shine brightly is how we treat one another and how we treat the community, and that marks us and makes the most impact um, of all, okay, is loving one another. Okay, so I just, I just rattled off, and I went pretty quickly through this list of five things, and I just want to kind of... Hopefully, you know, wrap it up and give you a concept of what we're talking about here and the picture that the scripture is giving us. Is that we are to be the people who shine brightly in this world, proclaiming the message of Jesus Christ, and that's part of what God has called us to do. Christ said, you know, you've been transformed by this message. You should shine brightly and impact others and impact the world. That's what you should be about. But what, how we do it is together. How we do it is together. Isn't that a wonderful thing? And so, so as a church community, there's lots of ways that we can think about practically how this, how this, how this bears out. How this looks out. Like, you have the list here, and you see kind of how we should treat one another and what we should do. But really, how we shine is we shine as a community. So let me give you an example. Uh, Andre and Connie were a great example. But one of the things that we can do together is we support one another in multiple ways in helping to be a witness in the world. So for instance, um, one of the things that you can do, you may not be able to clearly articulate everything that the Bible has to say. But what you can do is you can say, this is something that has impacted my life. I've been a part of this church, and it's encouraged me, and it's supported me. So here's, here's what you can do. Will you come, and will you join me and be at church with me? Come with me, and then afterwards we'll talk about it. One of the greatest things you could do to serve the church is to invite somebody to join with you right here on a Sunday morning. And say, let's sit together. We'll do this together, and then we'll talk about it later because this is something that has impacted my life. This is something that has changed my life. 
And then another way you could take it even a step further is say, then afterwards, I'll, we'll, we'll come on over to my house for lunch and we can talk about it. Because you are not alone in shining a light. You have a whole support around you to help you with this. You know, one way that you should really be shining your light brightly is with your family, right? Should be something that you say, like, I'm taking ownership. I'm making sure I'm investing in my kids, doing all these things. As a church community here, what we can do together is, well, we have multiple people that support us. And there's different voices that are speaking to our kids, like in kids' church and at youth group. And like kids are coming in and they're interacting with other adults and other families and they're making friends and all these things, which is wonderful. But another layer to that is, you know, we, we have our messages that we do in the kids' church. And then you can go home and you can talk to your kids about the things that are going on. And it's not like I have to invent it all on my own and I have to come up with all of this. I don't know exactly how to, how to talk to my kids about some of these things or my family members about these things. Well, like every week, you can just go through those questions that we have in the kids' church or the questions we have in our bulletin that opens up kind of those conversations and thoughts and read the Bible verse every day. That There's a different Bible verse every day for the kids' uh, program that goes along with the theme. And then as a family together with your spouse, with your kids, you can talk through these things and you're building something that shines bright and you have people that are around supporting you in this. So there's so many different pictures maybe we have in our head about what this idea looks like. And there's two kind of errors that we can fall into. One error we can fall into uh, with this idea is that the church is like, you know, we go to church and the church is the one that shines bright, and I am kind of there just to watch the church shining bright, and the church and the pastor, and that is where um, the message about God will be proclaimed to the world. And I'll just kind of be a spectator and watch it, and, and I won't be an active participant. Well, that's a mistake. God calls each and every one of us to shine. Or the other error could be this. that I say, you know what? I'm all by myself. I'm all on my own. And I have to do this all by myself, and I don't know how to do it, and I don't know how to be supported and to be helped. The scripture says and gives us this picture that we do it together. One another, we gather together, and we shine bright. And we shine brighter when we do it together. So an important part, as we've been talking about these last few weeks... If you want to shine for Christ, you should be praying for others. You should be, your heart should be open. You should be willing to speak and live a life that is an encouragement to others. But really a big step in moving forward and shining is fully engaging and saying, God, what is it that you want me to do to be a part of the community that is doing it together to shine brightly? Many of you have been participating in our um, covenant partnership class and tonight in particular we'll be talking about like ways that you can get involved on sunday mornings upcoming we're going to be talking more and more about ways that you can participate and get involved but i will tell you that the number one way that you can shine bright is say 
I am in and being a part of the community that God has put me in, and I'm going to, like, be an active participant. And some people, like, we really, really need some people to shine brightly back there with the kids' kids service. We need people to shine brightly to lead us in music. We need people to stand up here and speak. We need people to show up with our service activities. We need people to give. We need people to be in groups. We need people to invite. And the picture of all those things together is a pretty bright image to the world. Pretty bright picture to the world. So I want to take some time and pray. And I want you to give some thought to what is your part in this picture. We pray with me, God? I pray today that we would realize that your, this idea of us shining brightly for you is not just an individualistic effort. It is something that we do together. God, there's been times where I've tried to do it solo, and it hasn't worked. God, there's times that like, people will sit back and just kind of spectate and say, you know what, that's somebody else's job. But your scripture is clear. That it's in us doing it together that we shine the brightest. Everyone does their part. Everybody supports one another, greets one another. Everybody admonishes and instructs and encourages one another. Everyone bears one another's burdens. We serve one another. We love one another. And God, I just pray that a little bit today that the stress would would subside in talking about sharing our faith or shining bright. That we realize that just need to do my part in the community. I need to join with others that have other talents, other abilities, other skills, and just do my part. So God, help us, encourage us, bring things to mind right now that we can we can do to be a part of what you're doing right here in this neighborhood. As you continue to pray, I want to just encourage you to, to ask that question of yourself. What's my part? What has God given me the unique ability, skill, and talent to do? How can I actively engage and play just kind of that role in this community? And I believe if your heart is open and you're seeking and you're striving to follow God in this, that that opportunity will become clear.
So I invite you right now just to cry out to God and say, God, how can I shine brightly? Not by myself, but a part of the community of faith. God, hear our prayers. Encourage our hearts. Help us to engage fully in what you're doing right here in this place. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as, I, uh, as we come to the table, I'm reflecting on some of the experiences I've had in the community of faith. I remember there was a period of time in my life, and this is probably something that most teenagers go through, that, you know, whenever my dad would say something, who was my pastor, I'd kind of like have a little eye roll, kind of an attitude towards him. Okay, anybody else go through that? Or was I the only one, okay? Um, so my dad would get up and he'd preach messages, and I'd be like, okay, old man, I've heard it before. And I would tune out a little bit. And I kind of eye-rolled, and I remember I would sit there, and I, we had a little bulletin, and I'd write down notes. Uh, but what I would write down is I would take weird quotes that my dad said out of context. And then when he would, he would come and say, you know, like we'd talk about it later, I was like, Dad, I liked it when you said uh, this. It was like, like nonsensical quotes and stuff like that. And I was just, I thought I was so funny. And, and there was just a, a, a season of time where I wasn't hearing my own father's voice because of my own kind of rebellion and whatever it may be. But there was the same season of time that there were some people in my church that were my youth leaders. And for some reason or another, there were just, you know, some other parents of other kids. But, like, I listened, I heard their voice. And probably what it was is they were, like, kind of speaking back and saying the same things that my father was. But for some reason or another, at that point in time, I heard them. And at that season, it impacted my life. And those are people that marked me in those days, in those times. You know, that's, that's a beautiful thing that we can do to shine brightly as a community of faith, is we're here together. And I pray that when my kids are eye-rolling me, that they'll listen to you. And you'll be an impact on their life. And when other people are, like, struggling and, you know, like the pastor lathering on and not getting through, that together we can come around people and we can encourage them. And maybe they'll see something different in us that's not striking with someone else. And that's the picture. And that's the picture that Christ gives us, is that we all do our part. We all shine. And we do it together. And God is built up. God's kingdom is built up. And so we gather around this table, recognizing and realizing that all of us have a part. That if we sit back and we're not engaged and we're silent, that something's missing. But we're in together. And so as we gather around this table and as we take from one bread and one cup, we all together can realize and remember that it is only when we gather together and we are following Christ that the, the body is complete. 
that the church is doing all of its part. So we all need to come. We all need to participate. We all need to take the elements and personally take ownership and say, that's for me too. And when we do that, the body of Christ shines brightly to the world.